Hispanic voters are fleeing the Democratic Party and the future of the Democratic Party may be in jeopardy by the fact that they're losing this particular demographic of people. I'm Scott Wingeter. Welcome to another episode of Impolite Company. Hispanic voters are fleeing the Democratic Party in droves, a trend that could spell electoral disaster for the left. Republican candidate Myra Flores defeated Democratic Dan Sanchez on June 14, 2022, in a special election to fill the seat that was vacated by Congressman Philemon Vela in April. Texas CD34 hasn't had a Republican representative since 1870, just after the Civil War. That should put it into perspective for you how solidly blue this particular area of Texas uh, has been uh, in the past. We're talking about right on the southern border of Texas, right by Mexico. This is classically, like I said, been a Democratic stronghold. And the fact that this has been flipped to a red district now is sending shockwaves through the entire uh, Democratic Party. Um, if you were to extrapolate this trend, uh, if this becomes a trend, the Democrats are in a lot of trouble electorally because they've consistently just taken for granted and relied on the Hispanic community to get votes. If they are losing that particular demographic, they're going to be uh, some of the races that should be, you know, pretty strong Democratic districts are now competitive races, uh, which makes it a lot more difficult for them to seize things like the House majority. We're going to get into this a little bit more here, but first I'd like to talk about the dock line. Do you have a business? Would you like your business to do more business? Getting your message out for your business is essential to making sure that your business thrives. Well, the good news is the Dockline has you covered. Whether it's print or media or doing a podcast like Impolite Company, Dockline can meet all of your business needs. They do search engine optimization, social media campaigns, whatever it is that you need to get your message out, the Dockline has a, a, a method that they can get that message out for your customers so that they're able to find you and bring you more business. You can reach out to the Dockline at thedockline.com or follow them on social media. Soon-to-be Representative Flores will face re-election in November once again. Remember, congressmen are elected for two-year terms. Uh, she's simply walking in right at the tail end of Representative uh, uh, Vela's term, which expires in January. So she has to run for re-election in November in a, in a couple of months. But the fact that she was able to snag this is really the first bellwether nationally uh, about the Hispanic candidates that are running, uh, in particular in South Texas. There are three of them. The soon-to-be Representative Flores is going to have to face re-election in November, but it sends a clear message to national Democrats that they are in danger of losing a key demographic in their electoral coalition. A recent poll by Quinnipiac showed that Biden's approval numbers are 26% among Hispanic-registered voters, which is an alarming number that would traditionally be much higher. Now, here's, here's the thing. When we talk about politics... We, we look 
back to modern politics. It goes back to basically the post-war, post-World War II. And we, we extrapolate trends from there. And generally speaking, if the president is a Democrat, as is the case, and the Senate and the House are controlled by the Democratic Party, then in the midterm elections, two years after the president was elected, we can expect the party that controls the House to lose the control of the House. Uh, and this seems to be what we're going to be seeing here. It's a midterm election year. The Democrats currently have 180 safe or leaning districts. There are 32 toss-up seats, uh, and the GOP has 223 safe or leaning seats all across the country. Now, let's take a look at these 32 toss-up seats. You'll notice that 28 of them are Democrats and only four of them are Republicans. That means that the Democrats have to defend a huge majority of the, quote, toss-up seats uh, from the Republicans. So I really think that this indicates that we're going to be seeing not just a red wave, but rather a electoral bloodbath for the Democrats. And the same is true in the Senate, if we can pivot over there real fast. Democrats have 46 safe seats. The Republicans have 47. There are seven toss-ups. And again, the Democrats have to defend the majority of those seven toss-ups. They have to defend four of their seats, and the Republicans have to defend three of their seats. All the Republicans have to do is snipe one of those Democrat-defended toss-up states and maintain their three uh, Republican toss-up states, and they snag the Senate as well. Four of those Democrat states for the Senate is New Hampshire, Nevada, Arizona, and Georgia. And Arizona and Georgia typically over the last, say, decade have voted Republican. Uh, the fact that Nevada and New Hampshire are on there should make the Democrats very worried, I would say. So final thoughts, anything that can happen in an election cycle. But for the foreseeable future, it doesn't look uh, pretty for the Democrats. They look like they're about to get destroyed. We have record high inflation, record high gas prices, the lowest midterm poll of a sitting president, and a very likely recession that will probably land just before the election. All of this spells disaster for the left in November. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Impolite Company, presented by The Doc Line. If you like what you heard, be sure to rate our podcast and leave a five-star review for us.